0: Welcome, I'm Joanne, and this is Drift Off, a soft place for you to land at the end of the day. I'd like to offer you a calming bedtime story tonight, softly told, with a nice, soft, gentle voice that I hope will help you feel nurtured, safe, and at ease so you can drift off. So... Are you ready for a bedtime story? Well then, get comfy and cozy in your bed and snuggle up tight, and let me be your guide now. Sweet dreams, my friend, and good night. Hello, welcome to Drift Off Bedtime Stories. I'm your host, Joanne D'Amico. I love creating a restful place here at Driftoff for my listeners, a quiet space for your sleep and relaxation. If you're enjoying the show and feel that it helps you with your sleep, please consider supporting the podcast with a monthly pledge of $5 a month. With your monthly pledge, you'll get access to two bonus episodes per month while enjoying ad-free listening of both regular and premium episodes. Your support is helping me reach the goal of making Drift Off my full-time work so I can continue running the podcast at full scale. You can find the link in the show notes and it takes less than 30 seconds to sign up at Driftoff.Supercast.com. That's Driftoff.Supercast.com. Thanks for keeping the show going and for investing in your sleep. Are you feeling down these days? Feel like you need someone who isn't a friend or family member to talk to about it? My father recently passed away, and I've been really struggling with feelings of sadness and loss, and it was affecting all aspects of my life. Thankfully, BetterHelp has been helping me with the grieving process during this very difficult time. This is why I am sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video or phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Allison is helping me learn how to turn inward and give my feelings of sadness the space and attention it needs. She's helping me embrace the pain of loss that I'm feeling because it's an important step towards my healing. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com/driftoff. That's betterhelp h e l p.com/driftoff. You can find the link in the show notes. Match with a therapist today and get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. Tonight I will be reading a Brothers Grimm fairy tale called Briar Rose about a young girl who's under a spell And at the age of 15, she will prick her finger on a spindle and fall into a hundred-year sleep. But now, it's time for you to sleep. And so, as always, my friend, settling comfortably under the covers. Take a comfortable, full breath. And as you exhale, relax. ...and let go. Allow any tension to just melt away. Letting your body sink deeper and deeper down... ...into the softness of your bed. There is nothing else to do... ...and nowhere else to be. So just lie back... ...relax and enjoy the story. A long time ago, there lived a king and a queen who said every day, If only we had a child, but for a long time they had none. One day, as the queen was bathing, a frog crept out of the water onto the land and said to her, Your wish shall be fulfilled. Before a year has passed, you shall bring a daughter into the world. The frog's words came true. The queen had a little girl who was so beautiful that the king could not contain himself for joy, and they prepared a great feast to celebrate. He invited not only his relations, friends, and acquaintances, but the fairies in order that they might be good and kind to their little daughter. It happened that there were thirteen fairies in the kingdom, but as the king had only twelve golden plates for them to eat from, and so, one of the fairies had to stay home. The feast was held with all splendor, and when it came to an end the fairies all presented the child with a magic gift. One gave her virtue, another beauty, a third riches, and so on, with everything in the world that she could wish for. When 11 of the fairies had their say, the 13th suddenly appeared. She wanted to revenge herself for not having been invited Without greeting anyone or even glancing at the company, she called out in a loud voice, The princess shall prick herself with a spindle in her fifteenth year and shall fall down dead. And without another word, she turned and left the hall. Everyone was terror struck, but the twelfth fairy whose wish was still unspoken, stepped forward. She could not cancel the curse, but could only soften it, so she said, It shall not be death, but a deep sleep lasting a hundred years, into which your daughter shall fall. The king was so anxious to guard his dear child from this misfortune, that he set out a command that all the spindles in the whole kingdom should be bought up and burned. As time went on, all the promises of the fairies came true. The princess grew up so beautiful, modest, kind and clever, that everyone who saw her could not but love her. Now it happened that on the very day when she was 15 years old, The king and queen were away from home, and the princess was left quite alone in the castle. She wandered about over the whole place, looking at rooms and halls as she pleased, and at last she came to an old tower. She ascended a narrow, winding staircase and reached a little door, A rusty key was sticking in the lock, and when she turned it, the door flew open. In a little room sat an old woman with a spindle, spinning her flax busily. Good day, Granny, said the princess. What are you doing? I am spinning, said the old woman, and nodded her head. What is the thing that whirls round so merrily, asked the princess, and she took the spindle and tried to spin too, but she had scarcely touched it before the curse was fulfilled, and she pricked her finger with the spindle. The instant she felt the prick, she fell upon the bed which was standing near and lay still in a deep sleep which spread over the whole castle. The king and queen, who had just come home and had stepped into the hall, went to sleep, and all their courtiers with them. The horses went to sleep in the stable, the dogs in the yard, the doves on the roof, the flies on the wall. Yes, even the fire flickering on the hearth grew still and went to sleep, and the roast meat stopped crackling. The cook, who was pulling the scullion's hair because he had made some mistake, let him go and went to sleep. The wind dropped, and on the trees in front of the castle, not a leaf stirred. Around the castle, a hedge of briar roses began to grow up. Every year it grew higher, till at last it surrounded the whole castle so that nothing could be seen of it, not even the flags on the roof. But there was a legend in the land about the lovely sleeping briar rose, as the king's daughter was called, and from time to time princes came and tried to force a way through the hedge into the castle. They found it impossible, for the thorns as though they had hands held them fast, and the princes remained caught in them without being able to free themselves, and so died a miserable death. After many, many years a prince came again to the country and heard an old man tell of the castle which stood behind the briar hedge, in which a most beautiful maiden called Briar Rose had been asleep for the last hundred years and with her slept the king, queen, and all her courtiers. He knew also from his grandfather that many princes had already come and sought to pierce through the briar hedge, and had remained caught in it and died a sad death. Then the young prince said, I am not afraid. I am determined to go and look upon the lovely briar rose." The good old man did all in his power to dissuade him, but the prince would not listen to his words. Now, however, the hundred years were just ended, and the day had come when Briar Rose was to wake up again. When the prince approached the briar hedge, it was in blossom and was covered with beautiful large flowers, Which made way for him of their own accord and let him pass unharmed, and then closed up again into a hedge behind him. In the courtyard he saw the horses and hounds lying asleep. On the roof sat the doves with their heads under their wings. And when he went into the house, the flies were asleep on the walls, and near the throne lay the king and the queen. In the kitchen was the cook, with his hand raised as though about to strike the scullion, and the maid sat with the black fowl in her lap, which she was about to pluck. He went on further, and all was so still that he could hear his own breathing. At last, he reached the tower and opened the door into the little room where Briar Rose was asleep. There she lay, looking so beautiful that he could not take his eyes off her. He bent down and gave her a kiss. As he touched her, Briar Rose opened her eyes and looked lovingly at him. Then they went down together, and the king woke up, and the queen, and all the courtiers and looked at each other with astonished eyes. The horses in the stable stood up and shook themselves. The hounds leaped about and wagged their tails. The doves on the roof lifted their heads from under their wings, looked round, and flew into the fields. The flies on the walls began to crawl again. The fire in the kitchen roused itself and blazed up and cooked the food, the meat began to crackle, and the cook boxed the scullion's ears so soundly that he screamed aloud, while the maid finished plucking the fowl. Then the wedding of the prince and briar-rose was celebrated with all splendor, and they lived happily together for many, many years." A long time ago, there lived a king and a queen who said every day, If only we had a child, but for a long time they had none. One day, as the queen was bathing, a frog crept out of the water onto the land and said to her, Your wish shall be fulfilled. Before a year has passed... You shall bring a daughter into the world. The frog's words came true. The queen had a little girl who was so beautiful that the king could not contain himself for joy, and they prepared a great feast to celebrate. He invited not only his relations, friends, and acquaintances, but the fairies in order that they might be good and kind to their little daughter. It happened that there were thirteen fairies in the kingdom, but as the king had only twelve golden plates for them to eat from, and so one of the fairies had to stay home. The feast was held with all splendor, and when it came to an end, the fairies all presented the child with a magic gift. One gave her virtue, another beauty, a third riches, and so on, with everything in the world that she could wish for. When eleven of the fairies had their say, the thirteenth suddenly appeared. She wanted to revenge herself for not having been invited, Without greeting anyone or even glancing at the company, she called out in a loud voice, The princess shall prick herself with a spindle in her fifteenth year and shall fall down dead. And without another word, she turned and left the hall. Everyone was terror-struck, but the twelfth fairy whose wish was still unspoken, stepped forward. She could not cancel the curse, but could only soften it, so she said, It shall not be death, but a deep sleep lasting a hundred years, into which your daughter shall fall. The king was so anxious to guard his dear child from this misfortune, that he set out a command that all the spindles in the whole kingdom should be bought up and burned. As time went on, all the promises of the fairies came true. The princess grew up so beautiful, modest, kind and clever, that everyone who saw her could not but love her. Now it happened that on the very day when she was 15 years old, The king and queen were away from home, and the princess was left quite alone in the castle. She wandered about over the whole place, looking at rooms and halls as she pleased, and at last she came to an old tower. She ascended a narrow, winding staircase and reached a little door, A rusty key was sticking in the lock, and when she turned it, the door flew open. In a little room sat an old woman with a spindle, spinning her flax busily. Good day, Granny, said the princess. What are you doing? I am spinning, said the old woman and nodded her head. What is the thing that whirls round so merrily, asked the princess, and she took the spindle and tried to spin too, but she had scarcely touched it before the curse was fulfilled, and she pricked her finger with the spindle. The instant she felt the prick, she fell upon the bed which was standing near, and lay still in a deep sleep which spread over the the whole castle. The king and queen who had just come home and had stepped into the hall went to sleep, and all their courtiers with them. The horses went to sleep in the stable, the dogs in the yard, the doves on the roof, the flies on the wall, yes, even the fire flickering on the hearth grew still and went to sleep and the roast meat stopped crackling. The cook, who was pulling the scullion's hair because he had made some mistake, let him go and went to sleep. The wind dropped, and on the trees in front of the castle, not a leaf stirred. Around the castle, a hedge of briar roses began to grow up. Every year it grew higher, till at last... It surrounded the whole castle, so that nothing could be seen of it, not even the flags on the roof. But there was a legend in the land about the lovely sleeping briar rose, as the king's daughter was called. And from time to time, princes came and tried to force a way through the hedge into the castle. They found it impossible, for the thorns... As though they had hands held them fast, and the princes remained caught in them without being able to free themselves, and so died a miserable death. After many, many years a prince came again to the country and heard an old man tell of the castle which stood behind the briar hedge, in which a most beautiful maiden called Briar Rose had been asleep for the last hundred years and with her slept the king, queen, and all her courtiers. He knew also from his grandfather that many princes had already come and sought to pierce through the briar hedge, and had remained caught in it and died a sad death. Then the young prince said, "'I am not afraid. I am determined to go and look upon the lovely briar rose.' The good old man did all in his power to dissuade him, but the prince would not listen to his words. Now, however, the hundred years were just ended, and the day had come when briar rose was to wake up again. When the prince approached the briar hedge it was in blossom and was covered with beautiful large flowers. Which made way for him of their own accord and let him pass unharmed, and then closed up again into a hedge behind him. In the courtyard he saw the horses and hounds lying asleep. On the roof sat the doves with their heads under their wings. And when he went into the house, the flies were asleep on the walls, and near the throne lay the king and the queen. In the kitchen was the cook, with his hand raised as though about to strike the scullion, and the maid sat with the black fowl in her lap, which she was about to pluck. He went on further, and all was so still that he could hear his own breathing. At last, he reached the tower and opened the door into the little room where Briar Rose was asleep. There she lay, looking so beautiful that he could not take his eyes off her. He bent down and gave her a kiss. As he touched her, Briar Rose opened her eyes and looked lovingly at him. Then they went down together, and the king woke up, and the queen, and all the courtiers and looked at each other with astonished eyes. The horses in the stable stood up and shook themselves. The hounds leaped about and wagged their tails. The doves on the roof lifted their heads from under their wings, looked round, and flew into the fields. The flies on the walls began to crawl again. The fire in the kitchen roused itself and blazed up, and cooked the food, the meat began to crackle, and the cook boxed the scullion's ears so soundly that he screamed aloud while the maid finished plucking the fowl. Then the wedding of the prince and briar rose was celebrated with all splendor, and they lived happily together for many, many years.